You are listening to the Converge Media Network, uplifting our voices. What's up, y'all? This is Dre with Bill 206, Bill 206 Media. This show is the collective network where we're highlighting black folks in the community uh, that are doing amazing work. Um, one, so they can share what they're doing, you know, have a, a space to share what they're doing as well as letting the community at large know the amazing things that are going on out here. Because as y'all know, black folks are very resilient and we got a lot of resources at our fingertips. We just need to know how to plug into the network. So the, this show is called The Collective Network. I'm going to bring this young brother that uh, has been in the mix like a blender, making things happen, uh, you know, on the ground, in the trenches, you know, being a leader. Uh, this young brother, Ed, brother Ed, he runs an organization and has tapped in with a lot of a lot of things in the movement. So I'm going to bring him on. We've been tapped in very close for the last couple of years now. So I'm excited to have him on. I think I see him in the in the back studio. So I'm going to bring him out and have him share a little bit about himself and what he's doing in the community. The great work he's been doing. What's up? What's up, brother Ed? What's good? What's good? How you doing, bro? Same old, same old, same old man. Trying to stay out the way, man. How are you? I'm cool. I'm cool. Same, same. Trying to steer clear and keep it pushing on the, you know, on a consistent path. That's what's up. So yeah. So this show, I gave you a little brief overview of what it's about, but it's really an opportunity for folks like you and other folks to really share the work that y'all are doing in the community, so people can tap in, um, support you know, or collaborate partnerships or whatever, you know what I'm saying? So this is a opportunity for you to kind of share all the stuff that you're tapped into as well as, you know, for people to learn about, you know, what, what you're doing. It's really, you know, it shows the intergenerationality too of what we're doing. We've got men, women, you know, young folks, elders. Uh, it's a mix of everybody who's, who's on this show. So, so we're just going to jump right in. Uh, we're going to kick kick it off. And, you know, the first question is really all about you. So if you could tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, for sure. My name is uh, Ed Hampton, you know, in the hood. Um, they call me Tez. Uh, my family, shouts out to them. Um, but yeah, yeah, I grew up in the Central District. Um, uh, born and raised in Seattle. My family been in Seattle since the 40s, um, came up from Oklahoma, Arkansas, uh, Mississippi. Um, and yeah, you know, um, I'm a, you know, I'm a product of, of, you know, the, the terrorism that was waged on us by this, uh, this, um, this country's government. Um, yeah, that's, I mean, that's how we got up here. We migrated, you know, fleeing, fleeing white terrorists. So, um, yeah, yeah, um, um, yeah, I, I was born in the nineties, um, um, and, uh, went to, went to mini middle school, went, got gentrified, went to, um, uh, high schools in Kent, um, and, you know, went through all the, all the, you know, all the, the, the rebel phase, but really, uh, to be honest, I really never came out of my rebel phase. I'm still there. You know what I'm saying? That's why you see Che Guevara. You know what I'm saying on the shirt. You know what I'm saying, and I really try and have more African ancestors. But you know, revolution is revolution. Um, but yeah, went through all went through all the all the stuff, and really found myself in 
and, and um, towards my early, late teens, early 20s, um, into my mid 20s and, you know, just realized what I needed to be doing. You know what I'm saying? As a black person, as an African man, you know, realizing what I, I was supposed to be doing. So that's that. That's that's how I got to here. And I, <laughs> should I go more in depth? <laughs> is that, is that? No, that, no, that's solid. And I think that transitions us right into, you know, tell us about the work you are doing or have done uh, in community. So that's really a good, good transition. For sure. Um, the, so the, the work I have done is pretty much um, rooted in, in, in understanding and finding myself and my community and figuring out um, what exactly I'm supposed to be doing. Um, so yeah, the first few years of, of my consciousness waking up and seeing uh, um, the war that's being waged and how we have to, you know, uh, step up to be those warriors to to combat this war being waged on us by just building in a community. Um, that's that that was the uh, first few years, and really since 2019, really um, being more solidified in the direction um, we started um, uh, the Black Elephant Party in 20 in 2017, into 2016, but came out strong 2017 really was doing things backwards and, you know, had to, you know, just learn through experience, which is always great. Um, and um, really was just trying to have a presence in the community and figure out, you know, wh um, where we're, we were supposed to be at. And, um, and towards the end of 2018, um, you know, had a, had a revamping and really solidified a, um, a structural foundation that is, that's rooted in our reality. Um, and yeah, really since 2019 been, and just on the road, um, we're really big on on defense. We always have have been. We take youth to do archery. We take uh, women to the range, and we talk about our uh, um, Second Amendment rights. Um, and we talk about how you know we try and break stereotypes around guns because our community is traumatized because we've lost so many people to gun violence, and um, it's been gang gun violence. So people don't really realize um, our history with the Panthers and how we were criminalized and just our history in general over the last 400 years, how it was illegal for black people to have guns because they didn't want us to revolt from the slavery that we've been in from when this country was created to tomorrow because it's not over yet. So um, yeah, just wanting to criminalize us and keep, keep guns out of our hand and any way they, they can do that by planting drugs in our community. And I'm not just talking about in the 80s. It's, it's been going on for a while. Y'all really recently seen the Billie Holiday um, movie. And, and even when you see that, you realize that Billie Holiday, I mean, you can't, you don't even see it in this movie. There's another, there's a book called Drugs as Weapons Against Us. And that was, they use drugs to criminalize us and also hook us on drugs. So it, it, um, it dampened, um, um, our radical nature to, to, to revolt. So really getting the women at the, um, at the range to understand that we focus on black women. Um, it's free, free for all black women. Uh, the first time they come to attend, we want to at least make sure that you get it in and can learn how to properly 
operate one and we cannot we also follow up to assist with folks if they need help um choosing something that choosing a firearm i, I don't really deal with the stuff my com my comrades do but um they choose to help them choose um whatever firearm they need but yeah really just rooted in our reality and getting to the mothers first because we know that they're the first teachers and then you know also having youth archery day so we can start building a relationship with these kids and um you know, really push, you know, them not having guns so they don't catch cases and and, and have this hanging over their head their whole whole lives. Really just trying to help them have a have a clear record as they steer through this oppressive system. So we do other things like um, build, uh, um, you know, collectively and try and see the different areas. You know, we know we've been attacked in, in certain areas. So in those areas, we try and make sure that's where we're um, building uh, um, people power and um, helping. Our goal is really to be connectors and to help bring people together and be on the same page. So we're not working in silos. But yeah, yeah, that's pretty much the gist of it. Really big on defense and our defense program is still developing and expanding. That's what's up. And I know you guys have a number of events and activities and stuff where people can tap in and learn about you. And as you, you guys can check out the website, it's in the description. Uh, also, all the social medias are, are tapped in in the description. So make sure you guys uh, tap into those. So uh, thank you for all the amazing work that you're doing. I know it's a short amount of time, so you weren't really able to dig into every everything. Because I know you're tapped in with a lot of other coalitions and movements and uh, supporting a lot of other things that are going on. Uh, in the trenches so uh appreciate you know the work that you that you've been doing um well, let's transition into the next question and it's 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 a little bit of a personal one it's a uh, who or what inspires you and why man uh you know my ancestors uh they're my biggest inspiration uh whether they come from you know my bloodline other cultures other peoples you know what I'm saying, Elche. Um, you know, my, my ancestors, um, those who, you know, um, fought, you know, spent their whole lives fight fighting for us, whether it was cut short or they had a long life. Um, I honor all those and am inspired by all those um, ancestors whose shoulders I stand on because I wouldn't know, my head wouldn't be where it's at and my body wouldn't be where it's at if it wasn't for them. You know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, yeah, they they inspire me. Um, the, the revolutionaries, I should say. And if I if I'm specific, um, you know, it's and it's not just my ancestors, my elders too. Because um, yeah, a lot of a lot of the those folks who were mobbing with the ancestors too. Not all of them are gone. You know what I'm saying? So um, yeah, uh, my elders. Um, you know, my mom really inspires me. Um, you know, she had a very rough life and. Probably if it wasn't for her life, I wouldn't be doing any of this, but I realized, you know, her as a black woman being at the very bottom of this dichotomy that um, these, you know, these white, these white folks got us in. She comes from, you know, one of the most marginalized intersections of our culture. So, um, yeah, she she inspires me a lot. And then from there, you know, um, Panthers, um, shit, pimps um um uh, revolutionaries malcolm x um he's a big inspiration tupac was a huge inspiration if it wasn't for him i probably wouldn't be as advanced as i am a lot of his music helped me really see the world for what it was and helped me help pull me out of um 
an unrealistic nature, even just by his example that he set showed a lot. But um, yeah, uh, uh, Pac is his Pac's Matulu Shakur. You know what I'm saying? Um, huge inspiration. Imam Jameem El Amin, formerly known as H. Rap Brown, who's a political prisoner. Both him and Matulu, Mumia Abu Jamal. Um, yeah, um, a, a huge inspiration is also George Jackson, the ancestor who was assassinated in 1971. Um, one of the greatest minds from the culture I come from. Uh, 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 Harriet Tubman, huge inspiration. Um, definitely strive to be like her every day. Um, I'm, Black Elephant Party is also um, in brother partnership with an organization um, called the George Jackson Freedom Coalition, which was started in um, one of the penitentiaries up here in Washington State. And, you know, just like Harriet, we trying to get our people free. So that's what we, that's a big part of the work that we're doing, we're focused on. So yeah, George Jackson, Malcolm X, Harriet Tubman, uh, Marcus Garvey, huge inspiration. Um, Dr. Huey P. Newton, huge inspiration. Um, uh, um, Audrey Lord, very inspiring too. Um, she she's more of a recent inspiration, but been helping understand, help me understand stuff. Dr. Marine Biani, who wrote Yurugu, if y'all know, you know. Um, but she's a huge inspiration. Um, um, also, Mark um, uh, Marsha P. Johnson, huge inspiration. Um, just she helped me see that you know that the you know we got to make sure that we highlight you know our our trans community, and if we don't, you know, what I'm saying we we if they ain't free, then none of us is free. So she was a huge inspiration too, um, and still learning and, and growing on more knowledge of, of that intersection. But yeah, yeah, really, just the people who rose up against this system, who's our people. That's been my my biggest inspiration. That's what's up. List is long, but it's it, it's relevant, and you know, it just shows the resiliency of of uh, what black folks have done and are doing. A lot of times, you know, people. You know, the uprising's been going on since we've been here, but it just ain't been televised and it ain't been documented in the history books because they don't want us to know about that, right? So that's part of the part of the game is to suppress the suppress the aggression, suppress the people that fought back in a meaningful way to to try to free it free themselves and free others. So um yeah, you talked a little bit about uh trans folks and I wanted to highlight because I know you've done Days at the range for LGBTQ folks as well. So, you know, I want to highlight that as well. I know you guys prioritize that just knowing that the violence that they deal with, it's a lot of intersectionality on top of being black, you know, on top of having these other, you know, uh, intersectionalities that, you know, make them uh, are, are victims of violence at a higher rate than other folks. So I don't know if you want to share a little bit about that and the thought process that went into that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and and yeah, yeah, excuse me for not uh, mentioning that with our range days, but yeah, um, it, it's, a, it's a newer program that we just brought really since after this uprising um, just started, just seeing, um, really talking with one of our trans comrades and seeing, you know, the need for defense in their communities, like a situation that ha happened over the summer um, that I'm not gonna get into details about, but it just made me see, you know, how vulnerable that they were, and then from talking with one of the um, the uh, trans indigenous homies, um, really just seeing you know how important it is for them to be defended, and um, they actually suggested that it, it was I'm say you know D DJ shouts out DJ, um, but yeah yeah he actually he actually he actually um, suggested 
that that we do something like this. And it, you know, it just made it makes sense. You know, we got to make sure that our most marginalized is being protected and is being um, uplifted, and you know, is getting armed. You know, that's the main thing we push with Range Day is like get armed, black people, all black people, get armed. You know what I'm saying? So. Um, really having QT by range day, QT by is queer, trans, black, indigenous. We love people of color, but we, you know, we know that as African people and native people, I'm, I'm, you know, African and native, clearly I identify more with my African side because of, you know, I'm black and I'm, I'm Af- Afro appearing and we could say natives are Afro uh, appearing too, but it's not something that's um, super common, but my family is actually uh, Seminole, Chickasaw, Cher- Cherokee, and um, I'm also Nigerian too. You can see all the Nigerian, but um, <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah. Um, that black and indigenous is is you know we lost our we lost our land and um, we were um, kidnapped from we were kidnapped from our land and we lost our land. So that's what we're we're trying to focus on. We love people of color and we you know we want all trans people to be safe. And um, with all these range days. Everybody's welcome. When it comes to Women's Range Day, anybody could come. You, um, you just have to pay if you're not black. Um, um, Youth Archery Day, completely free. QT by Range Day, if you're a queer, trans, black, indigenous person, it's free for you. Um, other trans people could come. You just have to pay. You know what I'm saying? But we do want it to be a complete um, um, for LGBTQ and prioritize that. Not, um, not just... To mainly to make sure that it's a safe space for them, but we're you know I'm I'm a cis straight black man and I will I will be there and you know our goal with doing this is to build bridges because we know that there's so many there's so much division in our community. We want to pull up and be cis straight men and for them to not look at us um, as a threat and for us not to look at their you know their gender identity as a threat to you know our manhood because you know our we grew up in this patriarchal toxic culture and it causes people to look at people that is outside of these gender norms as a threat you know what i'm saying and it shouldn't be like that we're all oppressed people you know what i'm saying just because somebody look different than you and do different things than you doesn't mean that they're the white person that is oppressing you the white male culture that oppresses you so um, yeah, that's that's like um, some of our comrades will be there and we'll be cis straight black men. But as for the event, um, it's LGBTQ folks, unless they want to bring some of their cis uh, or straight people. Yeah, that's what's up. I just wanted to make sure we took some space to highlight that because it's uh, it's important that work that you, you guys are doing to bridge that gap. You know, this was dope. So I wanted to make sure that we highlighted that just to show the intersectionality and, and intentionality that goes into making sure that we're you know, rocking with everybody. You're rocking with everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, yeah, I apologize about not mentioning that earlier. We're still developing um, pieces of and one to collaborate with more um, with more uh, um, LGBT Black focused um, um, groups. So, yeah, thanks for thanks for uh, bringing that up. And I apologize for not you know saying it sooner. It's all good. Um, it's a lot. You're doing a lot. That's what I was saying. Like, we're all doing a lot. So sometimes it's hard to capture everything. I just wanted, like I said, to point that out because I thought that when you told me about that, I was like, that's dope. Um, what do you think about everything that's been going on, you know, over the past year or so? Uh, you could take that wherever you want. It's been a lot of different things with COVID, the, the movement, the 
the election cycle, the politics, the, you know, everything. There's, you know, there's a lot of violence going on against Asians. Uh, you know, so this is what do you think about, you know, you can you can answer however you want to, however you want to answer. But I just want to get your input from a from a young brother who's leading, you know, out here in the mix. Um, how do how do you feel about everything that's been going on? Man, um, it's been a lot, you know, um, to be honest, it's been, it's been a lot of reactionary stuff. And, um, I mean the whole, you know, there's def there's a difference between reactive and reactionary if folks don't know. Um, but yeah, people have been very reactive. Um, that's something that is just in our culture because of how we're oppressed. And then people have been reactionary in the movement, which is pretty much the opposite of revolutionary um, and has been holding holding back the movement. So it's both of those factors are like huge because, you know, when we're not prepared and when we haven't been doing the, stu the, his the, the study of history and have and using history as a case study from me studying up under, um, not up under, but reading the books from Dr. Amos Wilson and watching lectures from him and um, Dr. Bobby Wright, who are psychologists and, and psychiatrists and um, philosophers and theoreticians. Um, we have we have to make sure that um, we're we're coming. We're, we're we're looking at history as a as a as a case study. It's not just something we look back and be like, "Wow, that was great." It's like, okay, this is what this is this this. Okay, take that, take that, understand that, and don't do that, and then bring it into now. And a lot of these people who you know who are newer out here, they came into the movement and just didn't know. They just was just jumping in the streets. Like, I mean, you guys seen it was international with um, the Capitol Hill occupied zone or autonomous zone, Chaz Chop. Um, it was it was international news, you know, that this this part of Seattle had been liberated, you know what I'm saying? Which is huge. People I don't think people understand how huge that was liberated. You know, like in other countries that got revolution, they used to liberate zone after zone until they freed the whole country. You know what I'm saying? So to for to for you to hear that a part of America was liberated People, people ain't even gonna see that because they they wasn't really studying history. You know what I'm saying? And it could have been a whole different thing. But yeah, yeah, the movement it's been um, it's been very uh, been it's been very reactionary in a lot of ways, and it's been very positive too um, in a lot of ways. A lot of good things came out of um, a lot of a lot of good things came out of the uprising last year. But it could have been very uh it could have it things could have been better if people were more prepared for the for these moments and that's not something we're not taught in school to be prepared for stuff like this when we get killed on camera they want to suppress any time we get killed the only time it was a big the only time only time it's a big deal and the only reason why last year was such a big deal is because we had multiple killings on camera and people weren't were stuck inside the house and and you know people were where COVID hit our communities hella hard so people were already on edge being stuck in a house hitting our community hard and then to see us die on camera like that it was an explosion everything um, um bo boiled over and when people when people act off of their emotions you know what i'm saying it's it's not always gonna 
be the best thing. It could be it, if you can take that energy and channel it into people being being, you know, not acting off their emotions and studying to to actually, you know, make the next best moves we need to make as a as a mass of people. Um, it'd it'd be good, but always we're always gonna have you know COINTELPRO. COINTELPRO is our culture now. You know what I'm saying? Is it became our culture? Um, um, it's it's been our culture for for a while. And anytime we try to break free from before it existed as COINTELPRO, it's always been our 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 culture to 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 um, wage psychological warfare on our people and to push us into. Um, mindsets that literally kill us, you know, black on black violence, the psychodynamics of black self annihilation in the service of white domination. That's that's what all this is for us is is warfare. So our culture has been pushed further into that. So it's easy. It's easy to um, to hijack uh, the movement at this point because people have already internalized this Contel pro culture. And that's why you have a lot of the canceling going on. That's why you have a lot of the toxic shit going on. They, the, both the toxic uh, um, uh, movements of people and the canceling of people are both arms of the feds for, for them to make sure that, you know, the um, United States government and just the European world powers stay in power. Because if you don't do something somebody says the right way, oh, you're toxic and you're getting canceled. Or if you're just being hella toxic, and pushing the push you're, if you're at the helm of the movement and you're toxic, you're slowing down the entire movement. And then people want to cancel you, but it's like you're in a very important position. You know what I'm saying? So like people want to give you the benefit of the doubt, but like people ain't about to wait forever because of the culture is already COINTELPRO. So it listen, fam, we're no, we're not going through the '60s again. Bye. You know, it's like that, just like that. Instead of like giving just you know. A little bit of time, you know what I'm saying, for things to get right, because maybe that person doesn't really understand how toxic they are, and maybe it it's going to take a little more time for people to hold that person accountable, or for people to get this person to see what he needs to be doing in the direction he needs to be going, or her needs to be going, or them, you know what I'm saying, because it's in all intersections. It's not just about males, you know what I'm saying, it's an all intersection, toxic patriarchal culture you can be a female and do and, and have you can be a trans person and have toxic male patriarchal culture you know in you you can know all the intersectionality and all this information and you can still be toxic so um yes that, that's been a huge hindrance but overall it's good to see um people wait really waking up because you know it's not just going to be an overnight thing it's going to happen in stage in stages in a chronological um, uh, manner. So if people can understand history and understand how to um, um, press those points in, in those chronological matter, uh, orders and make sure that people are getting the information they need so they can move to the next level um, and people working on themselves too and making sure that they're taking care of themselves to get the information they need in a healthy manner, then, you know, we'll be good. So it's not necessarily a bad thing. I think um, a lot of people are going to have learned a lot of stuff from, from last year and what to do and what not to do. And we need to just really stay focused and, and go back into our history. Because if we just study our history, we won't need to go through, even go through it. We'll at least won't have to go through hella shit. You know what I'm saying? Maybe just a little bit. But as for the most part, we'd, we'd be moving forward on a, on a good tip. So, um, yeah, it, it was it was it was good regardless of, you know, where people were at. Um, 
I, I see that people are more united than ever. You know what I'm saying? Um, and yeah, there is division still out here, and that's that's good. it's going to be like that. But as long as there's people like me that keep pushing unity through the community, you know what I'm saying? I, I have faith that um, the movement will will eventually help free us and the land. Yeah, and that's yes. that's really you know hindsight's twenty twenty. It's you know crawl, walk, run, right? You know what I mean? It's it's um. You know, and you look back, it's always things that can be improved, which is part of the process, any any process, you know, to have improvement, you need to look back and see where things are at, you know, but like, I agree, I think, you know, it's been great, really, you know, to see people come together. And once people really understand that, you know, folks that are oppressed, you know, even poor white folks got more in common with with folks of color than anything, but as long as they got us focused on you know, our differences, then, you know, they're winning, right? You know what I mean? It's the same thing with, with gang activity and all that. As long as they got us focused on the, the minuscule little differences that we have, you know, it, it's, it's, it's all distractions, you know what I mean? Um, but, you know, that's part of the issue is there's not a lot of resources or time dealing with capitalism. We don't have a lot of time to sit down and break bed and build relationships. And, and, and like you said, do the homework study. So we're ready to, to react. We don't, we can't be proactive because we, we end up being reactive um, so that's that's a huge issue. And there's not a lot of resources when the funders, the funding, they fund, you know, broken people. And we're not the issue. The system's actually not broken. The system's working the way it's supposed to work. You know what I mean? But there's no funding to correct that. It's all about how are you going to work with poor people or underserved people or whatever the, the hot phrase is right now. BIPOC is the hot the hot phrase. Um, but it's like, how are you going to do this stuff? And that that's what we're going to fund is how are you going to fix these? How are you going to get so many people back into school? How many, how are you going to stop people from going to jail or how are you going to, and realistically programs aren't going to, aren't going to solve those problems because racism and, you know, capitalism and all that is all pressing down on everything. And just because somebody came to a program two hours a week for six weeks or 10 weeks, doesn't mean that that stops everything else. So um, but I felt like, you know, and that's what Bill does is really, really try to spend time and build relationships with folks and spend time with people and break bread. So that way you do got the relationship, you got the equity in the relationship. So when it's time to act, you could pick the phone up and, you know, you're able to make things happen by and vice versa. You know, that's just the nature of, you know, that's, we're tribal, you know, folks is tribal. So we really need to be able, and we got a lot of resources. And that's really what this show is to highlight the resources that we have out here so people can tap in and get connected um, and make things happen. So. So I appreciate you. And you, you kind of transitioned to this about talked about the toxicity and how everybody kind of has that in them. Nobody's nobody's shit don't stink, right? We all got issues, you know what I mean? So at the yeah. end of the day, you know, we gotta continue to work and strive to be better, uh, which kind of transitions us into our next question. You know, it's, you know, I always try to, you know, embody this in the work that I do personally for myself, as well as people that are on my inner circle and then the community at large, you know, it's really a hot topic and it's, you know, trendy, you know, a little self-care, self-love, all that stuff is trending. But, you know, especially folks that are in the grind and trying to pour other people's, fill other people's cups, sometimes our cup gets empty and we don't really spend the time that that we need to, to take care of ourselves. So I wanted you to share some ways, what have you have done during this time to, to take care of yourself? Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, um, be real it with me, man. It it took me a while. It took me a while to um really uh um you know figure out what you know I I, I did need to do. I mean, 
you know, because, um, I mean, when the uprising first started, from from the beginning of the uprising, damn near to, to, to the beginning of fall, so pretty much a whole season, there was no... <laughs> There was no off time, you know what I'm saying? It was like everything was movement, 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 because our city was really, you know, jumping. And then somebody like me, I know where everything's happening at and where to be and where I need to be. So, um, yeah, it was uh, it was really hard to get that. But what um, what I did, what I did do when I could, you know, is is go to the water or be with my my boo boo. Shouts out to you, you. Um, and just, you know, kind of check out and get away from stuff. Um, yeah, that was, that was, um, um, a, a, a big thing for me, um, was, was just doing that, but I, it was hard to really check out, but, um, um, yeah, really since last June, I probably been out of town twice in February. I went to, um, Hawaii. And that was cool. Um, but yeah, for the most part, man, I really find myself caring and, and studying and um, just just dissecting um, um, the movement, our past movements, and um, really just that Sankofa to for me for me and for those who don't know, Sankofa is is a is a is a word in, in the Twi language from the people of Ghana. Um, the Twi people of Ghana um, to go to go back and into the past, retrieve what was lost to bring into the and bring it into the present to transform the future. And that motto of Sankofa, um, that's really been um, a, a, a grounding tool for me because anytime I'm feeling like any type of um, vibe that is just not good for my head. Um, that that's where I, I I think about my ancestors and I think about you know how far everybody has come for me and how I can't uh, give up and that that has been a huge piece of self care for me because that takes me to to study and that has me looking up random stuff uh, culturally and um, and studying um, our independences and um, our our leaders and um, it's it's that's just what it, it's it's been a huge thing for me just to study and know who I am. That's where I, I find self-care in my, in my history um, and just finding out my history. So that's been a huge thing for me. And um, also my comrades, you know, just breaking bread with all the folks who, you know, been holding it down for me, whether they here, whether they gone, you know what I'm saying? Um, you know, that's, that's, that's been a, um, a huge thing for me, but yeah, I have a tendency to, um, to overwork a little bit, but, uh, but yeah, yeah, definitely Sankofa has been a huge self-care, self-care um, um, tool for me in my belt. That's what's up. And that's why I asked the question, because I know you and I have had side conversations about that. And this is just, in general, this is something that we got to do a better job on. You know, like I said, you know, if you take a pause or whatever, all the isms that we're trying to fight are still going to be here. So just making sure that, you know, and I'm drinking my juice now, too, like I'm trying to work out and go on walks and, you know, just make sure I'm just able to unplug just for a second. Cause I'm really like OCD with it. Like when I start going in a rabbit hole, it's like, man, it's, it's nonstop. So, um, but yeah, just continue to continue to try to educate yourself and self-love, self-care, make sure your people that are around you, you're pushing them in that direction and vice versa. You know, they're pushing you, pulling you in that direction and share your goals around 
how you're taking care of yourself, yourself with others so they can, you know, hold you accountable, just like anything else. You know what I mean? Like that's just as important as anything else. So the next the next question um, is what what advice would you have someone looking to get involved in the in, in community work in the movement in the community work? We saw a lot of people come in the mix during this last year. Um, and everybody comes in at some point, right? You know, so we need to have space for, for new folks to to get in the mix. But what advice would you would you give somebody looking to get involved? Um, some advice that I would look to give to people who are tapping in. Um, a big thing is um, it's just being principled. You know, um, understanding, you know, there's shoulders we stand on, you know, and a lot of people come in and try and reinvent the wheel or go in a direction um, that they think is best. Um, so um, I would suggest people really read uh, read somebody who's good is Amilcar Cabral, um, the revolutionary of Guinea-Bissau and Cape Verde, who's responsible for their independence. But, um, you know, he talks about um, living in reality and understanding that the movement has to be built based off the reality of the environment, of the people you're trying to serve, the time that you're in, then the, geogra the geographical uh, uh, place that you're in, you know what I'm saying? Um, and yeah, just what culture you're up under. You know what I'm saying? Going off that reality to really change because what we're doing is this is this is really a cultural revolution. You know, this that's what has has to happen first because we live in European culture, which is inherently um, capitalist, which is inherently anti-black, which is inherently anti-African, which is inherently individualist. You know, there's no communal models up in here, but on their side um, of running things. So really just i want them to understand reality and understand the system and what they have to do to do that is really do some introspection to understand where they've been colonized really studying getting the tools to 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 do the introspection so they can see their own colonization and see where um where they've been led wrong and where they have um and a year a european mindset that is literally destroying the, their own selves within their own head you know, so, yeah, um, studying, getting those tools to do the introspection to to change themselves first um, before they really try to put themselves into any positions of leadership. Um, while you're while you're doing that, you know, just find um, trustworthy people um, who are leading the movement and not just with their mouths, but with their feet. You're seeing work being done that's actually helping the people and get with those people while you're doing that. And, you know, while you're preparing to um, to be the leader that you want to be for the community and to be the um, responsible worker, comrade, friend, um, um, cultural worker, whatever it is to to do that, to be able to do that, make sure that you get with those people while you're using those tools you got from studying to do the introspection and dissect those pieces and get rid of the, the junk, the junk European cultural DNA that is destroying your own self. So, right. and I would say junk white because, I mean, yeah, European countries are the ones who are responsible for a lot of this stuff, but it's the it's the concept of whiteness that roots European 
um, culture and toxicity. So getting rid of that whiteness within yourself is is a huge thing because race is a made up concept. It didn't exist before the 1600s. Everything was culture. You know what I'm saying? Race was is is used to control the entire world. So, yeah. Yeah, so having a better understanding of that, as well as tapping in with folks who are really doing real work. Yeah. So, with their feet. With their feet, right. not their lips. <laughs> right. Cats that are in on the pavement. That's what's up. So um, we got it in the description, but I want to give you an opportunity to shout it out because we know people take in information differently. Like, what's the best way for folks to get to reach out to you in the Black Elephant Party? So, you know, your website, IG, stuff like that. Um, the best way to get in touch with us is um, is um, um, via email. Um, you can follow us on the social medias that's listed: um, um, Black Elephant Party or, or Black Elephant Party ORG on IG and Facebook, and Black Elephant PA one on uh, Twitter. Um, we're still, you know, getting more acclimated to Twitter. We're trying to be more active on there, but very active on Facebook and Instagram. So. Um, follow us um, there. Um, also, you can go to our website at black uh, the black elephant party dot org, um, and from there you can RSVP for the Women's Range Day and Youth Archery Day, and you can also sign up to volunteer. Um, 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 where we, like we said, we work with the George Jackson Freedom Coalition, which is our brother comrades, and we're pretty much one in the same. On the same tip, we're we're all from you know we grew up in gang life, and now we're trying to we're trying to um, get the people to see see which direction we're we're supposed to be going. So um, tap in with them too, GJ Freedom Coalition on Instagram um, and face and Facebook, and um, and yeah yeah you can volu- volunteer because we do need more people for for court watch. Um, we're trying to keep a keep a big eye on the King County Prosecuting Attorney's Office and to just expand that work out to the state level um, um, prosecutors who, you know, that, you know, the legislative sessions, whatever bills are getting passed, we want to make sure that we're there. So sign up to volunteer so we can keep the pressure and get our people free. That's the main thing that we really want people to to focus on is freeing the land and freeing our people, um, getting our people, you know, off top though. You know what I'm saying? It may take a while to free the land of other methods, but that's something we really are more tapped into is freeing the people. So um, if people want to volunteer, they can go to the website and sign up there. That's what's up. And just so for the record, y'all black, they spell it B-L-A-Q and then elephant. B-L-A-Q. Yeah, just so for the record, it's in the description too. So make sure you guys tap in. They got volunteer opportunities. You could, you know, get some history. You could tap in. Not only that, they're connected to a bunch of other organizations that are doing meaningful work, not just with their lips, but actually, you know, putting the feet to the pavement to make things happen. So before we end the show, I always give people opportunity to ask me questions since I've been asking you questions. So I don't know if you have any, any questions for me. Yeah. How, how would you say, how would you, what, what is the best way you feel to go about building um, um, relationships with um, all just all people in our community. Well, I think one, our community is very diverse. Um, black community is very diverse, as we as we talked about a little bit on this interview during this interview. Um, I think you know we got to have time to slow down and spend time, break bread, you know, build relationships, share stories uh, with everybody, and understand that you know 
depending on what cat you're trying to skin, if it's education, criminal justice, you know, homelessness, uh, there's all these issues, right, that we're, that we're trying to tackle. Um, and there's all these different strategies on how to, even if you just look at one of them, there's all these different ways that folks are very diverse in their thought process on making that happen. So, you know, having space, making space for others' perspectives. And then sometimes, you know, there may be folks in the community that you're not aligned with, that you're not going to rock with, you know, that that's, you know, it's, it's, that's okay too. We don't have to rock with everybody, right? Just continue to, to, to work. So I think really, but really, I think slowing down, having time, having resources to really break bread, spend time with each other, you know, get out in nature, have conversations are, are key, especially with gentrification, because when we were gentrified, we had to be in the neighborhoods with each other, right? So we were seeing each other a lot more. Now we're spread out wherever we can afford to live, right? Because of capitalism. And so I think uh, the best way is to really spend time. It don't cost a lot of money to, to get together and go have lunch or go grab some coffee or go on a walk or whatever. It's just really, you know, my guy Rico says it's not rocket science is social science man it's really you just got to bring people together and spend time with each other and be intentional about doing it um and really rely on each other and that's really the highlight of this show is really to show the the resiliency and the resources that we already have in our community and how do we you know enhance those uh moving forward which i think which is a big part of the movement is like we have you know public safety already it's just how do we increase the capacity and the resources to make that happen and not rely on, you know, police who doesn't make us, our community feel safe, you know? So we're really paying for it. We're paying for a disservice for a lot, not just police, but education and a whole bunch of other things we're paying taxes for. We end up paying for a disservice. So I think, you know, in short, it's really about relationships, spending time with each other, which we don't really have time to do because we're everybody trying to work, everybody's trying to pay their bills, take care of their kids and all this other stuff. So, uh, yeah. For sure, yeah. So I appreciate you spending your time uh, building with us, uh, sharing the knowledge that you have, you know, uh, sharing the resources that you have, connect, you're connected to in the community. Uh, sh share with folks how old you are because you didn't share that. I want to make sure we're highlighting that. Yeah, I, uh, I'm 28. Just turned 28 in February. That's what's up. The golden, the golden birthday, right? You know, what I'm saying golden, 28th on the 28th, man. You know, what I'm saying That's 93, baby. That's what's up. So that's. The point is, you know, we can learn from anybody. It's not about age. It's not about, you know, it's it's, it's my guy Isaiah says we're either a teacher or a student at any given time. So we're either teaching somebody something or learning something from somebody. So that just, you know, goes to show you. So I just wanted to highlight the like I said, it's intergenerational, you know, this leadership and how we and we need to gear people like you up and others so we can people can pass the baton and get out the way and let you guys, you know, get it across the finish line. You know, sometimes folks want to just hold on to stuff and stay in the way. So like I said, I appreciate your time you know i know you got things to jump on to so we'll be in touch uh let's stay tapped in for sure appreciate you bro all right bro peace once again this is dre with bill 206 media this is the collective network as you heard this young brother's doing amazing things him and his comrades are doing amazing things in the community you guys make sure you guys go tap in on their website donate volunteer spread it around share the resources because they're doing amazing work in the community you know once again this is Dre Franklin with Bill 206 Media. Hit up our website, bill206.com. All right, y'all. Peace. Converge Media.
Media produces culturally relevant content for Black and urban audiences. Our coverage is raw, transparent, and objective, praised by community leaders, government officials, and residents. Support Converge Media today via Venmo, Cash App, or PayPal at Converge Media.